Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike and Joe recording here on February 1st. It is around 12.30 Eastern time in the middle of the day. I am home. If you cannot tell by my voice, I am homesick. Joe, this is one of your days off, so here we are. Um, how are you doing today? Um, kind of feeling kind of queasy myself, but uh, I'm fine. It arrives in waves. Yeah, I uh, I attempted to to push it through yesterday. I was like, ah, I'm good, man. Like I haven't I haven't gotten sick all year. I've been crushing it. And by the time I got home at like six, because it was like a twelve hour plus day, I was like, I had somebody end me. Like I didn't I didn't even have the energy to play video games. Here's how you know I was sick. I haven't touched my pal world base in like 48 hours. But your pals are going to be depressed from neglect. My pals are going to be depressed. They're going to have major injuries. Um, They're going to be stuck in the wall. I don't know what, but I like every time I've gotten home past couple days, I've been like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I sit down and I'm like, uh, I'm just going to go to sleep at 630 or 730 in the evening instead. And that's what I've been doing. So hopefully... By the time that this show goes live being tomorrow, I will feel much better. That's the goal. No, you said you're kind of feeling 50-50. You've been playing Power World like me uh, on the agenda for the show today. We have a lot of smaller pieces of news that involve sets. Um, Not exactly a ton of new cards. There are a handful, I guess you could argue. But this is more product-based and things like that. We did have Liverpool over the weekend that we will talk about as well, as well as we have, I want to make sure I say it right, we have, we do have an event this weekend. It is Knoxville. So we have Knoxville and Melbourne. Knoxville, again, usually the US-based ones are the largest in attendance, so we have another really big event coming our way. Pelday and Fates has been out for a week. Did you buy any of that? I got two ETBs, uh, and see, I pulled the shiny Snorlax, shiny Pikachu, the character art rare of Guardi, uh, regular Guardi. What did I get here? Mm. I got one of each Paldean students. Like the the purple and the orange one. Uh Oinkalone, Driftbloom, uh Frigibax, the Alt Art Halifin. Like you, had, you had pretty decent poles. Yeah, I I got about six to eight per per box. I was gonna say that I mean in, in and your poles getting the Palfin, the Guardi, it seems like you got some high-priced ones. Some high-priced ones as well. That's pretty nice. And I flipped them because I'm not going to use any of them. I don't. Yeah, but that's what you need to do with sets like this. I mean, actually, truthfully, what I... I did not buy any Paldean Fates, but I actually almost did. Didn't pull the trigger because I've just been having to buy other stuff. I've always been saying how I was going to start uh, recollecting those cheaper ones, like the Shiny Fates sets that we've had. Mm-hmm. That have like dropped in price plummeted we have a uh, hidden fates shining fates 
those shiny vault sets i almost started pulling the trigger on because again most of them are like i i don't want to say dirt cheap but the only expensive part about those sets is i believe it's hidden fates they have the exs or the v's and like the evs and the charizard is expensive but everything else is like dirt so i wonder if Peldey and fates in a similar sense within the next year is just kind of gonna be cheap you know and I, I i say at this point you buy high man so you just feel like you got a decent amount for him too that guard you probably sold so fast yeah uh i think they're, they're hovering right now around 70 bucks but yeah and that's that's pretty decent um and you and you sold palafin too yeah i don't not use any of it i think i would have put palafin in the binder but you don't really have like a binder of stuff no, I really don't have a collection, really. Yeah, I, I, like, well, I dumped a lot of stuff yesterday, too, and everything I own Pokemon-wise, besides decks, are in an ATV. And honestly, all things considered, that's probably the healthiest way to do it. Because everything I would need to, bu- I, to have, I can get, and it's not really that expensive. And you're just not a collector. You've always been one that you're really only buying for the game the game not necessarily a super competitive sense but you only buy cards for a competitive purpose to actually play them correct so yeah i i probably would have kept i would have kept palfin guardy yeah especially with how playable guardy is right now you got moonlit hill there's a lot of reasons to to make that happen um but yeah paldean fates has been around i've been this is usually these shiny sets are typically when I have people in my life who don't really buy the card game that much suddenly jump on it because of the shiny vault and things like that. So that's always good for an influx of actually buying the product. I, these sets always sell well competitively. We know that there are a couple cards, but that's not something we will see um, for a few weeks because the way we're looking at things, you know, this weekend it won't be. It won't be legal because it'll be a, a week. And then we can see it. The only thing it will be legal will be the reprints, basically. Uh... Yes. Yes. I mean, the only big events, I mean, the events before EUIC at that point, which also start floating around this like rotation talk, is there's a regional in Germany, there's an SPE in the Netherlands, and there's a regional in Brazil. So could we see. Some usage from Paldean Fates in that time, we could, but a lot of our attention is going to be put towards the online scene if you really want to see the impact of these cards. And the ones we know will be relevant will typically will typically be relevant, and we kind of already know that. There's no mystery there. Um, anything else you want to add on Paldean Fates before we move on? Uh, I think the only thing I've been seeing being played online was a Spathra. Espathra. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on Espathra? Um, it didn't matter because I was playing Uncle on. <laughs> How you a, been? I saw I saw that you were playing that. You re, you revisited Piggies. Yeah, I just wanted to play something different. Um, I went two one yesterday at at locals. Well, it's pretty straightforward too. Like, and you like like. Piggies is like your specific, like your brain turn off deck, really, kind of, right? Yeah, it, it turned everything off, and then I just play a simple game of Pokemon. 
So I I changed up a bunch of it. I put in it's four four Ionos for for Arvin, and I put in like uh, evolution, de-evolution in there. Um, obviously, I have the defiance, uh, defiance. Um, is it defiance vest? The, the band, the, the belt, the belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Where you take thirty less if you're stage one. So like, there's a lot of things to grab with Arvin. I put a one of um, what should I call it? The uh, Vital VIP pass, so I'm able to set up turn one or try to set up turn one. So like, it's it's definitely interesting and figure out the pace of the game currently. Like I changed. Like I obviously you have Sharon's care, but. I also tossed in an extra um, uh, Cheryl. Yeah, I think that deck, you've always had a lot of fun with it. And it seems like it's just, it just does a great job with all that. And now, with the Ace Bucks coming out, maybe you mess around. I think you should mess around with the 100 HP item with Oinkaloin, just for fun. Probably. Uh, the, the, the only thing, it's like the deck dies at rotation because of Path of the that is true. So I, I just get to play it until now. Well, that's fair. And then you jump to Golden Go. Or whatever yeah. else there is, basically. Yeah. I mean, we we know that there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about at rotation. But yeah, Piggies, Piggies unfortunately do fall apart. I've been playing Cloth just on and off. And like I played some Cloth this morning. And I I, I like it. Now that I've gotten probably like 20, nah, probably more than that, probably closer, honestly, to 30 plus games with it. Cloth is completely okay. Cloth is plenty viable, but I never really feel like. We've talked about this before. For me, especially personally, my play style when I'm playing Cloth is just cloth and there's no changing it it's basically like okay you're either an electric type deck and i'm favoring cloth or you're a charizard deck and i'm favoring hisui and electrode past that it's a lot of like ooh, i had to squawkabilly away all of my burn items or ooh, i had to professor's research and now i can't find um the insert combo piece it's just so combo heavy on one specific combination that it's just okay and i'm I'm fine with that i like playing golden go more but cloth i feel like i'm shocked it had those even day two decks it really just must have been i played hot type of thing to get cloth into day two because i really don't feel like there's much of a difference between cloth's like high high peak of efficiency versus versus something like Golden Go. I just it's just kind of there. Well, um, yesterday I played two cloths and a Golden Go. Um, like my two two ones are a cloth and Golden Go, and one gold one cloth just ran me over because of weakness, but the other cloth I played had a hard time trying to get Brute Bonnet out. If you can't if you can't get Brew Bonnet out, it's wrapped. And so, like, like I, it was a, it was a longer, it's still a long game. That's what the deck my deck does because it doesn't smack hard. Um, but I was able to still kind of move around just fine. Yeah, I feel like with Cloth, it really comes down to if you can't get a Moongus out or Brute Bonnet. If you can't get Brute Bonnet out, 
I mean, you're pretty much just like wrapped up. There's nothing you can really do. I mean, I like the one I'm running runs a two two beaver line, and I honestly, the amount of games that I don't even get beaver out because I'm so focused on getting the other pieces out, it just, it really is just a happy go lucky. If you run hot, it's a tier two list. If you don't, it's like painfully tier three, and that's probably okay. Because if if a deck like cloth statuses was actually really good. It would it would probably not be a good thing. So I'm okay with that. Um, anything else in terms of like decks you've been playing or stuff like that? Uh, no, I think the last actually hot item that I put into my one coin deck was a jet energy. Ooh, how are you liking that? Uh, it's been nice. That's why I upped my Cheryl count because I just have damage counters everywhere sometimes. Yeah, but you like damage counters. On either side of the field. You just like you just like spreading damage counters. Yeah. You are the damage counter boy. So yeah, we'll have to see how your journey with Oinkling goes for the next two months. But that's I think it's a great online deck for you too. Because like you said, you turn your mind off, you just play piggies, and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, next piece of news. We do have some sets that we know a little bit more about. This was posted last week that we could have talked about during last week's show. We now know that the Ogre Pond theme set Mask of Change will be releasing on April 26th in Japan. Ogre Pond being the theme of the first DLC, uh, we will be receiving an EX on that. I'm really interested to see how Ogre Pond gets, gets introduced to the card game because it has its multiple types depending on the mask that it is wearing. Um, you you could assume that we will be getting the masks as like pokemon tools right you would imagine like you imagine there's no way we're just getting a plain ogre pond yeah yeah yeah, i think it would just be the ogre pond and then a bunch of tool items for the mask yeah yeah like it would be its normal typing and then you have your grass water grass fire grass rock and grass uh grass rock grass fighting however you want to say it but you'd have your different types i feel like it would have to be like a grass type and then you have your tools. Um, I really don't see a world where they just give us multiple ogre ponds of different types. I guess they could, but I feel like they've been giving us a lot more tools lately and this is a perfect one. So we don't know anything about it. Again, April 26th is a while away, so I don't expect to see the card anytime soon, but it is an actual, actual piece of information that we can use. The next, the next piece of news relating to sets is Night Wanderer will be a set releasing in Japan on June 7th. This one will be themed around the Loyal Three. Okie dokie, uh, Munich Dory, and Fezendipity. They will be the themes. The Loyal Three, again, in the DLC Part 1, Poison Fighting, Poison Psychic, Poison Fairy. I'm guessing that these will just be Psychic types because they align up so well with things. We don't know anything else more about the set. These will probably be combined for us, right? Yeah. Like, you imagine this will be one DLC set. Yeah. So we'll be getting that. Um, Again, not a lot in terms of extra information, but we know that it exists. We kind of already knew it exists, but like I said, I'd be shocked if we just start seeing a ton of cards already for that right now. 
Any anything you want to add on those sets? No. Yeah, I think that's pretty straightforward. Next piece of news, we did get a card, I guess, technically. We got a Pachirisu. Do you want to know what Pachirisu does? Uh, sure. It is a Koro Koro promo, which, I mean, basically means that it's essentially nothing. It is a basic Pokemon. It is an electric type. It has 70 HP for one colorless crackling charge. Flip three coins for each heads. Attack, attach a basic lightning energy from your discard pile to your bench Pokemon in any way you like. For one lightning and a colorless. Tiny bolt, 30 damage, we assume. And it's got a retreat of one. I guess the only question with this card is, in terms of overthinking, does this, like, in any world replace Flaffy on rotation? Because it does accelerate? On an attack, no. Correct, on an attack. No, it doesn't replace Flaffy. At all. So you're telling me it's just going to be a random Pancharisu? It's just going to be a random bulk item. Absolutely. Whenever whenever we do actually get it. So Pancharisu, um, you suck. That's we, have, we have two more pieces of information to give you in terms of products. Armor Rouge EX will be getting a premium collection. Um, Armor Rouge EX is a card that we've kind of talked about from time to time. It is the EX with 260 HP, and it gets um, takes 80 less damage from attacks if it has full HP. For two colorless, it does 40 plus 40 for each fire energy attached. Not a terrible card. We've, we've kind of given it some praises as we've been on the show. This will come out on April 19th for $40. And then even a little more relevant on April 19th as well, we'll be getting League Battle decks that feature both Mew, EX, and Guardi. Mew EX as a deck is not really anything that we care about i think it's all the same deck bud oh it is why am i looking at that separately it is the same deck oh sometimes they do the the versus one so i misread that i'm sorry it is one big guardy deck which in that case is just guardy good for you um you get a three four four line for the guard of wars you get one mui act you get your radiant greninja you get all that stuff um so with the ionos the researches Arvin's right. We've talked about how Arvin we think will be a valuable card, more valuable post rotation. This will be a post rotation product. This is probably one of the more attractive items for League Battle decks, right? Yeah, you get the uh, people in the game. Right, you got your Carly, you got your Ralts's, you got the the Guardies. Yeah, right. there's really there's really not yeah. anything. I mean, you'd basically just need to get Screamtail and Moonlit Hill, and you're pretty much just set. You get four Ionas in this thing? Ooh. You get four. Uh, For 30 bucks, this is a pretty darn good deal. Four Nest, full Ultra Ball. This is good. This is really good. You get yeah, it, it, get rid of the Drift Flume and put in Screamtail. Oh, yeah, in terms of getting people in the game and just getting resources for $30, this is incredible. Yeah, you get basically a couple of changes out of the box. You can probably have the deck ready to go with for 40 That Yeah, 40 ducks. 
Because the pieces you would need extra is just, are cheap. And how much would you say it costs to get an intro deck in the other card games you're playing? How bad do you want to be in the in the card games? Well, look at Guardy, right? So let's be realistic. You can spend thirty dollars when this comes out and be relatively for competitive one, for a tier one, tier zero deck, I guess. Uh, sure. Cheapest. Eighty to ninety dollars. Yes, yeah, so this is nice, man. Yeah, this is nice. So get it on Pokemon again. We've been praising them for a few years now on just giving us pretty solid entry points. And even though you and I are not those entry point players, especially when rotate rotation comes around, this being a, a mid to late April set, I think this is wonderful. I think this is great. Um, so I'm glad we got a chance to talk about that. Anything else on the new products? I know Armor Rouge is not anything, but Guardi's just solid, right? Yeah, it's it, it's just a good deck. I agree. It is just a good deck to purchase. And brings down the price of stuff, which we also value as well. Lastly, before we go, we will cover the regional. Usually we do this first, but I just didn't. So just switching things up. Liverpool had 1,500 players. A pretty sizable EU regional, all things considered. In the top eight, we had Charizard getting eighth, Giratina Lost Box getting seventh, Roaring Moon Iron Hands in a Lost Box. I guess we call it Roaring Moon Lost Box getting sixth. Fifth place was Charizard. Fourth place was Snorlax. Third place was Lost Zone with Radiant Zard. Second place was Giratina. And in first place, because why not? is Mew VMAX. Why not just keep on chugging along, man? Mew is going to steal as many regionals as it can before rotation. Um, this is the Fusion Strike. It doesn't... Uh, the uh, Fusion Strike energy list, it doesn't play Meloetta's, but you've got your Elsa Sparkle in it, a one of... I Mew VMAX. Joe, Mew VMAX is in the time you've played the game I guess you can compare it to like could you compare it to Pikaram in terms of just its consistency? Uh, Probably in terms of at least shelf life and longevity. Because think about how long Mew has actually just survived at the top of the game. Been there since day one. Like I'm trying to go back in terms of its top finishes, like a year ago in March, it won first place. Sorry, two years ago, it won first place. Um, throughout 2002, it got a ton of top four finishes in big events. I'm just scrolling up and seeing a ton of third, fourth, second, third, fourth, the occasional first. 2003, anything post Worlds? I'm going to look here. Let me see. Once we get to 2003. God, there's so many events. It won the first regional. It won Liverpool last year. This deck has been around forever. And I feel like I feel like Pikaram had this existence. And I can't think if there's been any other deck that's really been able to do this recently. Is there any more that you can really think of? Um, I guess Arceus is... 
kind of always around, but not this dominant. Yeah, but RC has always changed his partner, I felt like. Yeah, it's whatever the flavor of the week was. So nothing really a whole lot there. Because peak around, it, it peaked, it went away, and then it came back, right? Yeah. Mew has been just... I guess like you could I... also say Guardy, I guess. Guardy still sticks around. That's fair. Guardy, Guardy had Guardy, Guardy has the potential to do the same thing. Guardy has the exact potential to do the same thing. But if you go back the past twelve months, Mew is a top three deck consistently. And if I go past that, I want to go past it and see. Mew still top three. I guess like does Lost Zone count? If we are, if we count Arceus, we have to call count Lost Zone, right? Probably it's con- like all these ducks have been consistent since inception. Really, it's just kind of weird. Nothing kind of rotates in and out. And the well. only right, and I feel like the only reason we haven't really complained as a community is because the skeleton has stayed the same, but the the like your tier twos have switched around. Yeah, yeah, and and you're essentially your your uh, featured stars in the deck have continuously rotated throughout time, basically. Yeah. So that's interesting to look back at that. How how stagnant things have been. Like the six, the five to eight range of like the Maridons, the Charizards, the Palkias have kind of rotated in and out. Uh, we had like Rapid Strike, we had different things, but really, I guess the Mew and Lawson have just stood the test of time. So it's super impressive to see that even as even as multiple World Championships and multiple big events have passed by, it's still just sitting there at the top. Um, and now. The next event this weekend, Knoxville, maybe we see it again. You know, you would safe safe to assume that the four decks that you would choose from are probably Lost Zone, Giratina, Gardevoir, Charizard, and I I guess Mew. Like, do you put Mew up there still? Um like is Mew a top four deck? Right now, I know it just won. I know it just won an event. Is it still a top four deck heading into rotation? Doesn't rotate. I think Mew does, right? It's the E block. Yeah. Yeah, Mew's gone, but I'm saying, like, is it still top four heading into rotation in terms of like with these last couple events? Yeah, it'll stick around. Nothing's gonna change. Man, that's impressive. I'm very impressed by that deck. Just as, I've never really played it. It's just always, even even when we print cards, which we know TCG has done, to just take care of it. It just hasn't. It hasn't mattered, which is crazy. But good on it. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about is we are slowly approaching Pokemon Day. Pokemon Day is about three weeks away. Three and a half weeks away. And typically, that is when we get video game news. Do you think we'll get any trading card game news there? Because I see that there will be special prizes and stuff on Pokemon Day in leagues. Have you read about that? I did see that. So anything like leagues? Pokemon leagues that have been contacted by TPCI, which we don't know if our locals is one of them, will be getting certain prizes and, and, and... pieces for Pokemon Day. Do you think we'll actually get some TCG news this time around, or is it going to be video game again? I think it's going to be straight video game. I don't think they've actually ever announced the TCG. 
No, the timing is never lined up with Pokemon Day. Usually at the end of the month in February, which February 27th is Pokemon Day, we've always just gotten our first set for the winter, basically, or about to get our getting ready for the second. So yeah, it's never really lined up. So it'll probably be focused on whatever game title will be coming to us in the fall. Because you know it will be coming to us in the fall. We'll, we always get something. Um, but it probably will not be video game related. Um, which is big on forts. But that brings us to the end of our show. Again, we have a great regional this weekend. I'm sure we'll get more content revealed to us next week for the following show. Joe, before we head out, is there anything you would like to tell our audience? Hey, everybody have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. If you are competing in Knoxville, best of luck. If you are watching Knoxville, enjoy. If you are playing Pal World, shout outs to Pal World. Me and Joe are big on Pal World right now. So thank you guys so much for supporting our show as you do each and every week. We really do appreciate it. And we will see you next time.